Week 10 of the NFL season. Some teams got right, and some teams said goodnight. Welcome back into the opinionated sound room of ISM. I'm Dave, and I'm joined by my brother from the same mother, Josh. And this is Irreverent Sports Meandering, a podcast where two brothers from two states away try to bond by arguing sports. If you want to let us know your irreverent opinion, you can email us at ismdaveandjosh at gmail.com. Remember, we are fans, not professionals. So if you don't like something we said, and I mean this with all respect, we don't care. We have a great show for you today. We're going to talk about our top five most marketable NFL icons all time, break down the top five games of the week, and one of them is always the Bears, and recover from some serious fantasy football depression. <laughs> but first, we have another round of Aaron Rodgers or another douchebag south of I-80. Today is November 17th, 2021. Let's get irreverent. All right, Josh, you ready for another round of Aaron Rodgers or a different douchebag south of I-80? I'm so excited. I knew you would be. I knew you would be. The, the prizes are amazing, you know what I mean, when you, when you get it right. It's, you learned that last week. Um, so, Josh, um, I'm going to give you a scenario that uh, either Aaron Rodgers or a different douchebag south of I-80 did, and you need to tell me, was it Aaron Rodgers or a different douchebag south of I-80? Here we go. There was this guy who may or may not have gone up to the elder statesman of the place he worked at and said, how's it going, Grandpa? Josh, was that Aaron Aaron Rodgers or a different douchebag south of I-80? I think it was a different douchebag south of I-80. Oh, man. You know, I could see it happen. I could see that happen. Anything can happen south of I-80. It's the worst place in the world. All right. But, but no, that was Aaron Rodgers. Uh, uh, first day meeting Brett Favre. First moment of meeting Brett Favre. He said, how's it going, Grandpa? That kind of set the tone for their relationship. Aaron Rodgers, I know, he just constantly is saying the worst thing possible. He's an idiot. Anyway, moving on. Um, Josh, uh, we put together our list of five most marketable players or five of like the commercials that we enjoyed the most uh, off of NFL players. Um, I put together a list. You put together one. Who do you have on yours? I, uh, well, I mean... I'm kind of going to start out with someone that we probably both have, but Troy Falamalu. I mean, the head and shoulders commercials are legendary. And his, uh, his, his, his uh, Mean Joe Green parody Coke commercial is probably like my favorite commercial of all time, I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. Do you remember that all one? Right. Yeah, I do remember that one. That was a good one. Um, I have Troy Palomalo as well, um, but as my number four. So I'll just say that one. But yeah, he does the head and shoulders and, and, you know, his hair is so marketable. I heard that he sold it for money, actually, like for charity. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he got a haircut and I don't know if he's grown it back out or, you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, he sold his hair for charity. That's crazy. I mean, it's it's definitely it's, uh, it's like a character. It's like a second character that walks around with him all day. That's really what it is. Like, I mean, his hair is a Muppet. There we are. <laughs> it's it's as close to a Muppet as you can get. Yep. So true. All right. So um, I told you my I had Troy Palomalo. Um, you know, I, I think you got to say Joe Namath. You know, he was kind of the original marketing 
phenom for the NFL. You know, he uh, did you ever see that uh, commercial or commer- it was really a commercial in a magazine, but the magazine pullout where he has pantyhose on? I, I've, I've heard of it. Yeah, I think I remember watching that in some, some kind of documentary. Yeah, yeah, like so, I mean, it was like the original one. Here he was, this this star quarterback of the uh, New York Jets. And you you open up the sleeve and all of a sudden you see that he's wearing pantyhose, not just not football pants, you know, um, and it kind of just set the tone for what to expect. But Joe Namath is my number five. You have to put the grandfather of all of it in there. Who do you got? I, uh, I got Mike Dicka's mustache. Just yeah. Mike Dicka's mustache? Yeah, I, really, probably the rest of him was not necessary for anything. But uh, <laughs> growing up in Chicago, I think we we heard him endorse every product from like a, a Bloody Mary mix all the way to like some random limousine service or something. Right, um, right. He literally, I don't know if he's like the most marketable person, but he definitely did it, the marketing for like everyone in Chicago for a while. Yeah, um, he did. And, and even outside of Chicago as well, as I have him on my list as well, but I'll talk about him a little bit later. Um, I agree though. Like Mike Dicka for sure has to be on this list. Um, I put a different icon. Um, that's a household name, John Madden, you know, John Madden, he had those Tenactin, those Actin Tenactin commercials. Tough Actin Tenactin. Right. Yeah. Tough Actin Tenactin. Um, but he also, I mean, he's got a video game that has his name on it and he doesn't even announce the game on there anymore. Like his name is so marketable that people are buying it generations after he's, uh, announced his last football game. So uh, I would say John Madden. Yeah, true true legend for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, my next one, I don't know if you're going to like very much. I don't even really like that he's on it, but it's my second favorite commercial of all time, so I kind of feel like I had to put him on here. Oh, no. Um, it's Brett Favre. Oh, Josh. And I believe it's a Best Buy commercial where he's buying a TV, and... Following up to following up to this commercial, he had been, you know, going from team to team and, you know, going back and forth on whether he's going to play or not year after year. I think it was about three years that he did this. And right. on that last last season, that last season, this commercial came out where he's he's a I think he's at Best Buy. I, I'm not sure, but he's he's looking at a TV and the guy comes to talk to him. And he's like, so what do you want here? He's like, ah, I don't know. You know, he talks, he talks to him about this TV and he kind of talks him into it. He's like, okay, I, I think I'm going to get this. And the guy's like, really? And he's like, oh, I don't know. And he just, he kept on just making fun of himself, like basically throughout the whole commercial. And I just found it extremely hilarious. Like a good way to have like a, you know, a, um, a sense of humor about your own weird behavior. So, right. Um, no, that's pretty good. I don't, I, just, I don't remember that commercial. I, I hate having him on here, but it's just, it's one of my favorites. So I had to, okay. I had to do it. All right. Respect, respect. Well, my next one uh, is someone who I actually do not like and a lot of people love, but I can't stand him. And it, and it's not because he wasn't good in the NFL. I just, for some reason, I decided when he was in college, I didn't like him. And that's Peyton Manning. Hmm. Pey- Peyton Manning. I mean, he's got Papa John's commercials. He's got um, chicken parm. It tastes so good. You know what I mean? Like that was hilarious. And and even so much so is that he's gone and, and hosted SNL. That's how marketable he is. Now mm. he announces football games where he talks to his brother who has no personality whatsoever. Mm. So I would say Peyton Manning is uh, my number two. Yeah, I have him on my list too. 
Um, I think he does a good job in his commercials playing like the guy who thinks he knows stuff but doesn't know anything at all. I know he's like so he does good. such a good job. It's it's entertaining. Um, yeah. But yeah, he's the kind of the stereotypical face of the NFL quarterback guy. Um, yeah, for sure. And like as much as I think you know Tom Brady's a better quarterback and all that stuff, Tom Brady's commercials don't even touch Peyton Manning's. Yeah, they don't even agreed. touch it. Agreed. All right. So uh, what do you got next? Although I put, I did Peyton Manning. Do you want to go? Do you want to go next, or do you want sure. to? Sure. Yeah, I'll do. I'll, I'll go. Um, you know, my it's my number one, and it's got to be Mike Dicka. You know, um, yeah. I don't know if you saw this, Josh, but fifty. He he did commercials for fifty six different companies. Mm-hmm. Fifty six Pontiac, Hanes underwear, McDonald's. Um, and then as he's gotten older, he's changed. Now he's doing it for prostate checks and Medicare. That's... Same thing with with Broadway Joe or Broadway Joe. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's Medicare, doing it. The Medicare supplement or whatever. Yes, yes, that's exactly <laughs> what Mike Dick is doing. It's hilarious. Um, but Mike Dick is so marketable that he even has so like Peyton Manning hosted SNL. Mike Dick has an entire skit based just on him and his personality. You know that's what I mean? Point. That's a valid it, point. He's it larger is, than and life. And it's a household. Yeah. It's a household skit that everybody knows, whether you're a Bears fan or not. Yeah, the Bears is like the most. I mean, everyone knows what it is. Everyone's right. heard it. Straight from Mike Dicka. Exactly. Uh, my my next one. Um, he's kind of a newer guy that um, just started doing commercials, but uh, I I like the Baker Mayfield at home New with years. Baker commercials. I, I, I find them extremely entertaining. He just oh, seems like a fun, so funny. They're so he seems just like a fun guy to hang out with. Like I, I honestly, like I would probably hang out with him. He sounds like, he, does. he, he looks cool. like a pretty fun guy. Yeah, he, he really does. And uh, yeah, he's pretty funny in those commercials. So um, unfortunately he's probably not going to be around much longer because his skill Weird. in the NFL. Isn't. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Up to the part. <laughs> Up to I the uh, Actually, Peyton Manning level, so I think I think we're going to talk about that in a few seconds. So, <laughs> yeah. um, and then uh, yeah, I had a couple notables here. Uh, yeah. fridge, the fridge. You know, I was going to say that too, like just as a as a as a secondary thing, but yeah, the fridge definitely. I have Julian Edelman. He's doing those truly commercials that are hilarious. Um, I don't know if you've seen them yet. Oh, I saw only one. If you, I thought you were going to say Rob Gronkowski, and I was like, I'm going to punch you in the face. I, hate, I, 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 they need to take him off commercials. Holy cow! He, he makes me not want to buy things. I changed <laughs> the channel. I changed the channel when his commercials come out. Oh, it's, I mute it. I mute it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, not that I was in the military, but I'm never going to be a USAA member ever. <laughs> so. That's right. That's right. Um. He was pretty funny on those head and shoulders commercials with Troy, Troy Palomalo. Yeah, I was going to put Patrick Mahomes. He's also on commercials out here in Iowa. Um, he uh, um, He's on like high V commercials. Interesting. Yeah, like just very, very random. But he's in, he's also had other ones too. I just can't remember. I don't know. But yeah, I would say that that's a good, that's a good choice as well. Well, that's awesome. That was a that was kind of of a fun, quick list. I like that. Um, but moving on, uh, we're going to go ahead and and break down some games. We're going to look at the the five best games of the week, and one of them is always the Bears, even though the Bears didn't play. 
So um, even though the Bears didn't play, um, the Bears' bye week is still more important and bigger than most of the teams in the NFL. In fact, all of them. So let's talk a little bit about the Bears' bye week to start off um, this round of game breakdowns. Um, Tevin Jenkins, he's coming off the IR. What are what are your thoughts? Do you think they should rush him in? Do you think they should take their time? Do you think he should play at all this 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 uh, rest of the year? Well, as far as it was explained um, by Hob actually on his podcast months months ago um, before the season started, I believe, like just be- just after he had the surgery, he said he had the exact same surgery, and it's not unreasonable to think that he could come back and be as good as he can be midway through the season. Uh, he said that, unfortunately, from now on, he will have back problems forever. So it's going to be a thing. And that's probably mm-hmm. going to impact his ability to be play at an elite level in the NFL. So mm-hmm. I, I'm not as excited about Tevin Jenkins because of this injury. I, you know, kind of stinks for him because, you know, I think it would have been a really good fit for us. Um, hope, hope maybe, maybe that's not the case. Maybe he's going to come back and be great. What do you think? Um, well, did you listen to Hub today? What he was saying about Tevin? No. Uh, he said that um, he doesn't think he's going to play it. Like he sh- that, like he's not going to give that much this year. Um, but he says he's really excited still about Tevin Jenkins being on the right side and maybe moving Larry Borum to the left side. But Jason Peters has been playing better and better every week. So it's going to be tough to move anyone to the left tackle because Jason Peters is playing so well. Yeah, this is but, more like a plans for next year. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I, I think Tevin Jenkins, man, like, I mean, I've said it before, like, it's hard for me to get past my biases, and I biasly like him. So, mm-hmm. like, I automatically assume that he's going to be good. But Larry Borum is is good. So if we get Larry Borum good, and Justin Fields is good, and Khalil Herbert is good, if Tevin Jenkins is good too, this is this is a winning draft we just had. A winning draft. Four players, four starters. I don't know if you remember, but in 19, I think it was 1983, um, we drafted like four starters that ended up starting on our Super Bowl team and contributing big time. Interesting. So, yeah, I think this could be, this could, this has the chance to be a, franchise altering draft if Taven Jenkins pans out. I don't know if I'm but I'm there with idea. you, but yeah, but yeah. I said it has a chance. I'm not saying it is. I'm saying it has the chance if Tevin Jenkins works out and Larry Borum continues his incline of being pretty good. Like he's looked really good. Um and uh um Justin Fields continues his and Khalil Herbert as well if we're able to sign him and Montgomery together. Um the 49ers um, uh, beat the Rams 31 to 10. Um, what's your breakdown of this game? Yeah, I don't know what happened in this game. You know, it's Stafford. Mm-hmm. Stafford wasn't making great decisions. His receivers just weren't catching balls. The SF defensive line was doing quite a good job. Just, you know, just the four of them rushing. I know. Uh, most plays. And then yeah, Nick Bosa was all over the place. Yeah, and then um, yeah, they're like SF's offense was they they have a game plan and they stuck to it and it works, and, well, and that was against the you know the Rams front seven that are 
supposed to be elite, probably the most elite in the NFL, I would say at this point. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I see what you're saying. Um, I think one thing that helped the 49ers is they came in there with like a new look, you know, they, they had number one, Jeff Wilson healthy. So they had two healthy running backs running the ball. And then they brought Debo Samuel into that backfield, which really changed things up a little bit for them. Yeah, that was interesting. Uh, Peyton Manning on the broad on his and Eli's broadcast said that he never liked having the wide receiver in the backfield because if you had to audible out of whatever, you know, whether it was an RPO or whatever running play, if you had to, you know, audible out of it to like just a straight, you know, passing play, he's like, man, is this guy going to be able to pick up this block or not? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that's a really good point. (laughs) So that is a good point. I never thought about that, but it, it worked against the Rams. So yeah. So I guess if you do that, you really should do that with someone who can who can block, because otherwise the defense goes, knows that you're running it. <laughs> like, well, D- Devo's a big guy, so I feel like he, he can block. Yeah. You know, the Falcons are doing it with Cordell Patterson as well. Yeah, um, he's a big guy too, actually. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what the Rams? They just looked out of sorts. Yeah, that's that, those are the exact words that the uh, broadcast used. They just. Oh. Everything was nothing was was clicking at all. Yeah, they didn't look right. They just didn't look right. And I don't know if bringing Odell Beckham into that is going to help that. I'm going to say that right now. Like I, I, I like. Well, I don't. I actually don't. I actually don't like the signing of Odell Beckham, except that it was very fortuitous. It makes me think that, and I think it was Mike Florio who said that like he thinks that that maybe the Rams knew a little earlier than we knew that uh, what's-his-name was injured and was not going to play the rest of the year, and that's why they signed Odell Beckham. Otherwise, it just doesn't make sense. Um, yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah. yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Okay, well, let's go to the next game. Um, the Packers ugh, beat the Seahawks 17-0. Uh, to zero. Um, First of all, I'm going to say this. It was so boring of a game. Yeah, it was... Like I'm so not even boring. trying to be hate. I'm, I don't even try. I'm not even trying to hate on the Packers, but it was just a boring game. The first catch by wide receiver happened like, like I think maybe two minutes before the first half was over. Oh my did gosh! You are you that? Yeah. No, I did not. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Ugh, it was ugly. Um, Russell Wilson was not good. Now no. he's coming back from a big time injury. They just took the pin out of his hand. I'm thinking he'll be better this week. But still, he did not look good. Um, and then A.J. Dillon, man, I like yeah. him. I, I like Henry, him more than I like Aaron Jones. Derrick Henry Light, definitely yeah, a, right? a bruiser. In fact, before the year started, I didn't think they were going to re-sign Aaron Jones because A.J. Dillon, I thought, was good enough. And I still That's think little, he's good enough. Yeah, I mean, but Aaron Jones has like a, you know, he's got a little speed. bit. Yeah, he also has that, you know, big big play like yeah i agree big playability that aj dylan obviously yeah. could have but i don't think he quite has that um so i think they yeah. just bring a different dynamic so i think that's no. you know it's a, go, a good one to punch and i hate saying that because i hate the green bay packers i know i know oh my gosh what if what if they don't have a quarterback but they just keep running the ball so well like it's it's just go, i feel like we're in some cyclical hell um Anyway. Yeah, I wonder if that's what it, this. I wonder if we're in hell. If our hell is to go our entire lives thinking that the Bears won a Super Bowl just before we could remember, and then the Green Bay Packers always 
beat us out on our way to the Super Bowl. Is this hell? This could be hell. Are we dead? Are we dead? Like, yeah, this is like our own hell. Oh my oh, god, dude! Holy crap! You figured it out. My mind just blew. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that is wow. I'm gonna have to like. I'm gonna be thinking about that as I go to sleep tonight. So, <laughs> that's I mean, because not... dude, like you don't remember the Super. You were too young. I was born the year of the Super Bowl. We don't. We weren't there for it. We we know it happened, obviously, but we've never been able to watch the pairs do so. Wow. Oh my gosh. What if, wow, this is like a whole other dimension thing. Good lord. All right, let's move on. All right. Um anyway, so the Patriots <laughs> the Patriots <laughs> beat the Browns 45 to 7. 45 to 7. Um man, the Patriots are peaking at the right time. They're getting better and better every single week and now they've put the Browns down. And I get it. Baker is playing a little bit injured. You know, they don't have Odell anymore. Not that that really mattered. Nick Chubb missed the game too because of COVID. Um, so they weren't they were they weren't playing the Browns at their best, but they they spanked them. Yeah, they did. Uh, the man, the New England offensive line, they handled their business this yeah, game. They like did. they handled their business. Mac Jones was cleaned a lot of the game and enough that he can make some some good plays to get them, you know, to really beat down Cleveland. So I know like Miles um, Garrett got a sack early, but then after that, it was Yeah. There wasn't much there. Yeah. And uh, you know, Kedrick Bourne had a pretty big game, um, which helped nobody's fantasy team. But <laughs> yeah, he right. looked good, you know. He looks like they might actually have like a you know, a couple, you know, maybe two, three wide receivers, you know, right. And that's, that's good enough. You like, you don't necessarily need that elite number one to be successful, right. especially not the way that Mac Jones plays the quarterback position right now. So what do you, does this Patriots team, does it remind you of the yeah. 2001 team? Because to me, it really, really does. Yeah, I know it's, it's like Tom Brady it's two point like sculpted out in new England. Like they had yeah. some secret lab that like they replaced all of Mac Jones innards. And he's now just a robot that does Belichick's bidding or something. <laughs> or maybe they cloned Tom Brady back in 2002 or something. And Mac Jones is it. It's <laughs> like, like did he walk past and Belichick just grab a piece of hair. Like, you know, <laughs> Tom Brady back. he's like, he feels something, but he's not quite sure. But then Belichick just keeps walking, you know, Takes it straight to the lab. Clone this. <laughs> yeah. Man. That's hilarious. I love that. I love that. Um, so let's talk about the Browns for a second. Um, Mr. Mayfield, uh, what do you think? Um, is he not a franchise quarterback? Because I'm starting to think he's not. It stinks he's not. I always liked liked him, but I don't think he is. I think he's a game manager at best, to be honest. I think he's honestly... He's Jacoby Brissett in my mind. That's kind of how he plays. Ooh, wow. That's kind of disrespectful because. No, Jacoby Brissett had some success. He, he was, you know, he was a starting quarterback for a while, but he wasn't drafted to be a number one. And that's why, mm. you know, that's why Baker is still the number one because they wasted a first round pick on him. So what about what about Baker is more like Garoppolo? Hmm. OK, I could give you that. I can give you that. Okay. Okay. 
yeah, I, I don't think Baker's a franchise quarterback, and the Browns, um, well, I, I think they're going to have to draft a different quarterback. Um, I don't think Baker can get them to the Super Bowl, and that's the whole point. This The point isn't to get to the playoffs. The point is to win the Super Bowl. So I, I feel like they have to draft or maybe get one of the big uh, free agents this next year with, you know, uh, Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers or um, Cam Newton. You know what I mean? Who knows? We should talk. We Where do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to end up after this year? Hell. We've never talked about that. Um, yeah. <laughs> that mother <laughs> um, burning at the stake um yeah i don't know i don't know it's an interesting topic um maybe the 49ers they just no, drafted trey lance they just drafted trey lance but man i'll tell you trey lance doesn't look great um maybe they trade trey lance to someone oh maybe maybe they're like hey this guy's good oh like give us the first round give us our first round pick back oh Um, what about falcons i could see that i could see the falcons i could see the the broncos i could see ooh the broncos i think that's the best choice right there and i could see the seahawks if russell leaves you know oh yeah i could see that too oh man like i hate carol I hate Aaron Rodgers. You know what I mean? Like it's gonna be this perfect circle of hate. It'll be great. Yeah, we could just we could just get like Seattle Seahawks like t-shirts and burn them every week, Sunday or something. Right. Uh, question. Here's a great question. He goes to another team that's not in our division. Do you draft him in the draft in the fan in fantasy? Uh I mean he's not off limits at that point because I don't have to root for the Packers. So yeah. I, I that's totally he, fine. He I, I don't know if I could. No, like, I, I probably just, wouldn't. Like, I probably still so wouldn't. But it wouldn't be against our principles, for sure. No, it wouldn't. But I, it I definitely still probably wouldn't. Against... Right. Well, on that note, um, the Chiefs um, had a get-right game um, and put the Raiders to bed. Uh, 41 to 14. Um, so this Chiefs game, were kind of right. Go ahead. This game was not indicative of the final score. There was 17-14 midway through the third quarter. Like, this was not that much of a blowout. It, I mean, it was. Obviously, it was. It's 41-14. But, like, right. it was not that much. Like, it was not they dominated them all game long or anything like that. They turned it it's on true. in the fourth quarter. They started throwing touchdowns. And, you know, Daryl Williams got in there for a touchdown. Like, you know, their defense just broke down in the fourth quarter. Um, so I don't necessarily look at this as, like, a get-right game for Kansas City because they really didn't dictate what they wanted to do all game. They really, It was really just the one quarter. So, I don't know. What do you What do you think? Um. Well, it, it well it was seventeen to seven at half. Um, I thought, man, I just think the Raiders. There's just too much going on. You know, I feel like the John Gruden and the and the and the rugs thing have just set them off, and, and they're just not going to recover this year. There's just too much that's happened. I don't care who they add to that team, whether it's Deshaun Jackson or, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter. Like, everyone stays healthy. I think their season's over because there's just too much drama. I agree. Um, the Chiefs the Chiefs had to play a little better. I mean, they had to come back to the median. You know what I mean? Like, they've been playing so bad that they had to come back up. Yeah. And so this is their comeback up game. 
I agree. I still think that they're going to win the division. Interesting. Yeah, I, mean, I would say so. Their record's not very good, but I think they can put it together. Yeah. I mean, the Raiders have fallen through. The Broncos aren't that good. And uh, the Chargers, man, they're looking awfully human. In fact, um, I saw a stat today that uh, um, uh, the uh, what's the quarterback's name for the Chargers? Herbert. Justin yeah, Herbert. Herbert. Herbert in the last four games has thrown um, two t- less than two touchdown or two touchdowns and less than 250 yards for the last four games. No more. You're not going to win a lot of games that way. Yeah, what's funny is like right before we started that, I told one of my buddies that I thought that Justin Herbert was going to fizzle out as like a quarterback. And I, I felt really good about myself. Because <laughs> <laughs> at first I'm like, man, I'm going to look really dumb. If he remembers, I said that. He's awesome. <laughs> like, but That's true. Yes. That's true. All right. Well, Josh, um, that that's our breakdown of the games. Uh, after watching the games this week, let's talk about what's what's the best play of the week. I actually have one that's, I mean, it really didn't count, but that um, that Dolphin, Dolphins offensive lineman that caught the ball and ran it in for the touchdown that wasn't a <laughs> that touchdown. Dive. Dude, that was awesome. It that was. was so great. I mean, it was totally I wanted illegal, him. but it was awesome. Yeah, I feel like they should have just, they should have given him something for the effort. Like, you know, maybe a hug. <laughs> like a, like, a like the referee should have been like, eh, sorry, buddy, but, you know, here, have this hug. And, you know, what do you, who do you got? What do you got? Um, You know, I don't have one play. I have a drive. I have a drive. Um, it was that uh, game that the the Buccaneers played against. Um, who did they play this week? Uh, gosh, dang it. The Washington it, Redskins. It was super impressive. Washington. Yeah, Heineke. So um, the Washington Redskins, last drive of the game, 10 minutes and 55 seconds. Um, and then when it was fourth down, they instead of kicking the field goal to go, to go up only by uh, seven, and risk Tom Brady driving all the way down to to tie the game or win the game. They went for it on fourth down, got the touchdown, were up by 11, and Tom Brady never saw the field. Like, it was brilliant. Like, that's Mm -hmm. how you beat Tom Brady. You don't let him back on the field. It doesn't matter if you get the lead at the end of the drive. What matters is you don't let him back on the field. And I I thought Ron Rivera coached a really good game. I agree. Um, the worst play, though, was also similar. It wasn't one play. It was the entire overtime period of the Lions and the Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> it was like nobody wanted to win the game. I heard B- Booger McFarlane say um, the game felt like it was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the funniest thing he's ever said. <laughs> oh, dude, that's great. <laughs> I know they had missed field goals and fumbles. Like every time you thought the other team was about to win, they would fumble. It was it was it was wild. Uh, so that's my worst play. The entire overtime period of the Lions Steelers game. They ended in a tie, by the way. Uh, I have McVeigh going for it on the fake field goal. I think it was in the first quarter of their I game. I knew you were gonna pick that. I knew you were gonna pick that. I think it was like fourth and eleven, and you want your your holder to throw the ball for a first down on fourth and eleven. I think is what it was. It now, was, now, granted, KC did Casey did the exact same thing with their punter, and he threw a first down for I think it was on fourth and ten. So I'll, I'll give I'll give them that, but generally speaking, fourth and eleven that's too long to fake it. 
Like that's that's too long. It really is. So yep. you're an idiot. But Yeah, no, I I agree. Like that was one of the dumbest plays. I knew you were gonna choose that. Um and so that's why I didn't want to say it, but that was just truly a stupid play. Um it was it was fourth and eight. Oh, it was fourth and eight. Okay, well, regardless. It's, it's fourth not, and eight, but still, same you don't, want your, you don't want your holder to throw the ball on fourth and eight. You want your quarterback no. to do that. If you're going to go for it in fourth and eight, you put yeah. your offense out there. If it's fourth and four, okay. Fourth and three. Anything less than five, I get it. You know, I could see it, it, right. In yeah. fact, I think they got five yards, didn't they? They did. They did. They got five yards. So, so if it was fourth and five or less, they would have had a first down. But exactly. you just don't do it on fourth and eight. You have, a, you have anyway. a great quarterback for a reason. Use use that guy to throw the ball. Um, Although he did not look great in that game, I'll, I'll, that. I'll, I'll give you that. Um, okay, so uh, who's your king of the mountain right now? Who's the team that's playing the best? Well, I kind of have to say that, like Arizona, in my mind, is still the team to beat, but there have so many injuries that they're really they really can't be like the best team right now because they have so many injuries, but right. like the Rams look like crap too this week. So I I've decided that I'm actually not going to choose a team this week because no one deserves <laughs> that. I heard all the prognosticators say that the Packers are the best team right now. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Um, my King of the mountain, I'm going to pick a team that I think is just peaking at the right time. I'm going to say the Patriots. They're playing the best right now. Um, I'm excited great. to watch them. Yeah, like I'm, I'm just excited to watch them the rest of the season and watch the maturation of Mac Jones, you know. Um, my rolling down the hill, um, I mean, it's got to be the Lions, right? Like, Well, and they're definitely bottom um, of the barrel. I, heard, but I don't think they can go any further, though. So, like, rolling down the hill, I'm going to say Las Vegas because they are on their way down. Oh, they are. They are moving down that hill quickly, though, too. Yeah. Um, I, I heard this incredible stat, though, um, and I, and if I told you this, I apologize, but did you know um, Jared Goff has never won a game without Sean McVay as his coach? Well, that's, obvi- that's obvious. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. Jeff Fisher like, was his, court, his uh, coach. Wait, was it Jeff Fisher? Am I being crazy? No, you're right. Jeff it was Fisher. Jeff Fisher. Yeah, it was Jeff Fisher. He was his. He didn't win when Jeff Fisher was the coach. Wow. No, he didn't win one game, um, playing for Jeff Fisher, and he hasn't won one game playing for Dan Campbell. He is only won games under Sean McVay. That's actually that's that's kind of crazy. Yeah, I I thought that was an interesting stat. Thought that was really interesting. Um, well, Josh, uh, I know that this week has been rough on you, as it has been on me, um, as I've lost. Five, I think it's been five games in a row. I, I don't even know how that's possible, but it's possible. Um, fantasy football has laid in quite a hard depression here. Um, who do you got for your superstar this week as I'm crying myself to sleep? I got Ramondre Stevenson. He was a pickup and a play this week, and yeah, he, great he gave everyone two touchdowns and 100 yards. Nobody can complain. In fact, everyone's super excited. Yeah, in fact, any, anyone who had him probably won this week, right, Josh? I'm going to punch you. I know, sorry. Um, my superstar is Daryl Williams, 31 points, man. Nobody saw that coming. 
Um, in fact, I don't think he was on many leagues at this point. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, he wasn't he wasn't picked up in our league at all. Um, but uh, he was catching the ball. He was running the ball. He was great. Um, who is your bust for this week? My bust this week is Cortland Sutton. Okay. Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. No, it's Russell Wilson. I apologize. Russell Wilson is my bust of the <laughs> week. Everybody you know, okay. fired him up probably this week. Um, I have Cortland Sutton. I said Cortland Sutton because he, I have him for the player you can probably just drop. Um, that's why I accidentally That's said. who I have as my player to drop to. Well, there you go. <laughs> So there you go. Portland Sutton drop that trash. Yeah. Um, my bust is Matt Stafford, man. 11 points. He just looked off the whole game. Um, I'm sure people thought, oh, man, I'm at least going to get 20, you know, and uh, he couldn't even pull 15. So my bust is Matt Stafford. We already know our drops. Who's the player you don't want me to pick up this week? Uh, Darrell Williams. Darrell Williams. Is it Darrell or Daryl? It's Daryl. Yeah, I think he he might actually be like a. I'm I have I'm the Clyde Edwards Hilaire owner, and I'm kind of thinking that maybe Clyde Edwards Hilaire comes back and isn't the guy anymore, like full on. You know, oh, I'm man. like maybe a fifty fifty split here moving forward. And Darrell Williams is you know used a lot more in the passing game, so I think he's a I think he might be a good add, and I think they have a good schedule coming up, so. Are you, so you're going to drop CEH? No, I'm playing him the second he comes back. Because <laughs> I, I don't have anybody else. So. <laughs> um, my player to pick up, um, just taking a flyer on someone who seems to be taking the role, uh, Deontay Foreman. He had he had more rushes um, than anyone else, and he was more positive with them than anyone else on the Titans. And he had more catches than anyone on the Titans uh, running back wise. So I say Deontay Foreman, what's your thoughts on that? I, I hear you. I don't know how relevant he's going to be to play though. I know. I don't even know if I can play him. He's not going to get the, not going to get the goal line carries AP will. So would you play, would you play Deontay Foreman or would you play Tyler Lockett? I would Wow, in the flex spot. I would probably just go lock it because, he, like, you know, one out of four weeks, he'll give you 30 points. Uh, unfortunately, if it's five points, or that's really is just matching what Dante Foreman is going to do. So um, maybe, maybe, I mean, maybe not. not. Maybe, maybe he yeah. becomes Derrick Henry, um, you know, fat free Derrick Henry or something. Or uh, maybe he just runs like Ramondre. Like, I mean, Ramondre didn't really do anything until this last week. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, yeah. I, I, when Damian Williams, Williams, Damian Williams, when Damian Harris comes back, that's you know he's useless. Right, right. I know. Because yeah, I mean, he looks good, but Damian Harris looks good too. So yeah, Damian Harris does look good. I like him. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, that's our fantasy football depression. Hopefully, next week it won't be as depressing. Hopefully, I actually win a game. Like, I just don't get it. I don't understand. <laughs> fantasy football has me so um, discombobulated right now. Anyway, um, all right. So our uh, greatest player born on this day of the year, Reggie Wayne. Reggie Wayne, November 17th, 1978. Reggie Wayne was born. Um, He went to the University of Miami and was drafted in the first round by the Colts. And he lived up to his expectations. It took him three years, 
but he's lived up to his expectations. Um, he's 10th all time in catches and yards, six Pro Bowls, um, and then eight out of nine years, he had 1,000 yards receiving. Why don't you tell me a little bit about what you know about him, and then I got one last story to, t- to talk about him. I, uh, yeah, I mean, he's like on that second half of uh, Peyton Manning's career with the Colts. Like, you know, it was Marvin Harrison first and then him. Uh, well, Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne were together for a while. Oh, yeah, I know. But he, like Marvin Harrison was like the the guy that was there from yeah, the beginning. And then Reggie Wayne took over. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, he all of Hammer. He thousand reception club, the Super Bowl winner. He's uh, one of the greats for sure. I don't know how long it's going to take him to get in the Hall of Fame, but I think he'll be there. You know, I think so, too. I mean, I think you have to. He's 10th all time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I I heard I read this uh, story about him, though. Um, Chuck Pagano was his head coach at uh, Indy, but he was also one of the coaches um, that he had at the University of Miami. Um, and in week five of of uh, I think Chuck Pagano's year uh, coaching the first year coaching the uh, Colts, he found out he had cancer. Um, and, and that week five, they were playing the Packers. And uh, Reggie Wayne responded that game with his highest yardage total in a game. He had 13 catches for 212 yards in the game-winning touchdown. Um, in, like, playing for Chuck Pagano. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. You know what I mean? Just kind of backing up um, his coach that he's had for many, many, many years. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, okay, well, that's our greatest player born on this day of the year, Reggie Wayne, November 17th. Um, Josh, you got our uh, hub controversy today. Um, what is what is the seer of all seers have for us that's going to cause us to argue for all hours of the night? Yeah, so hub said, while the offense has been the main problem for the Bears, it was historically bad until the second half versus Pittsburgh. It's their once-feared defense that was a bigger problem in those two losses, referring mm-hmm. to San Francisco and Pittsburgh. Uh, what, do, what do you think? Uh, I agree. Yeah, me too. Oh, good. Okay. Well, well, that 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 was uh that was that was a hard fight there. Um, Hub always gets us going. Um, next week I'm sure we'll have another Hub controversy to argue about. Um, but we're almost out of time. Um, so before we uh, get out of here, let's talk a little bit about other sports and the Bulls. Man. Oh, did, did, did. Hold on one second. I forgot to mention something during the fantasy football oh. depression. Okay. Um, I have to remind myself of this all the time, and I have to remind you of this all the time. Always play your studs. Nice. Always play your studs. Don't ever sit your studs. I don't care if they're in the worst matchup ever. Always play your studs. They, they may not do is good like when your wide receiver is covered by Marshawn Lattimore but they will still be more than likely better than anybody that's not in that elite tier um um that you have them in so don't don't when you get to the playoffs don't be like oh you know this is a bad matchup no if you got studs that got you there roll with them and then you know those tertiary guys that you know you've been thrown in the flex those are the guys you can play a little bit more of that matchup came with going into the playoffs here, which is something you really need to keep in mind. Uh, yeah. Moving, um, you know, going, I think we only have four weeks left. So 
um, going into the playoffs. You know, keep in mind who you need to keep on your bench. And you know what? If there's a guy that you have that is, you know, a name that somebody might pick up and you're not going to play him and, you know, it's kind of like a landmine for somebody else, drop him. Because then they might pick him up and play him and, you know, they're out of the playoffs. So, mm. you know. Oh, sage advice. Um, quick question. Josh, is Tyler Lockett or Devontae Smith considered a stud? No. <laughs> okay, well then uh, I'm screwed again this week. So there we go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Josh, you took up all our time as usual. So uh, um, I guess we'll have to wait till uh, next week and to talk a little bit about DeMar DeRozan. All right. But until then, folks, I mean, actually, uh, we're actually not going to have a show next week uh, because of Thanksgiving. So enjoy your families and uh, we'll meet you in two weeks. Until then, stay cynical. Bye.